to Leafs Talk. Hey, Amish. What's up? It's Sam McKee here. Uh, you're watching us on Sportsnet Plus. You can get this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get that. I'm very new to doing the uh, the introductions. <laughs> I've never done this before. I usually have like a Sherpa to bring me in mm. and tell me, you know, all the things. And that's my job tonight. So, Ailish, welcome you're to your... Welcome to your maiden voyage of Leafs Talk. Uh, how okay. are you feeling to be here? Excellent game. Excellent game for you to for you to jump in on. Uh, what are your thoughts on doing this with me? Are you okay with it? <laughs> I'm fired up. I mean, okay, uh, you picked a, you picked a good one. Um, unfortunately, it kept going longer and longer and later and later. And I was like, I, you know, we both already had shows today, and I'm like. Let's go, guys. Uh, but Leafs get a point. That's important. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, you know, got to see the old rivalry reignited, maybe. So you mentioned the point thing there. And that's the first thing I wanted to bring up with you is I'm actually at the point now where, you know, sarcastically, you would say like, with the Leafs in the past years, like, oh, big point there when they would like blow mm -hmm. a lead to a worse team or like whatever. They'd go to overtime. You say big point. I actually looking the way the rest of the Eastern Conference is and looking at the way the Leafs have looked throughout the first month of this season, I actually think these are big points. Like, I think them getting it to overtime and them, like, staying in there with the Bruins who have not lost in regulation yet and still haven't, obviously, after tonight, like, for them to go in there and get a point seems like a pretty big deal. So, yeah, there's a lot of stuff to like, a lot of stuff not to like. Do you want to start positive or negative tonight? Mm -hmm. Uh, let's get the negative out of the way. I like okay. to end on positives. You okay, know, send that's people sweet. off on a positive note. Okay. All right. So number three. <laughs> yeah. I so old Johnny boy there. Mm. I like he is making remarkably bad bad plays pretty much every shift. Like I truly can't remember watching a defenseman play for the Leafs. Like I know there's been bad guys, but like, mm. you know, you can talk about Jake Gardner and his mistakes that he would make. You can talk about Justin Hall and all the mistakes that they would make, but those guys also had redeeming factors about them. Right. Like they had things that I was like, okay, I'll take the good with the bad. Mm -hmm. It's every shift that I'm just like, Oh, there's another really bad thing that almost ended up in the net. Like, I'm not sure what you do at this point with John Klingberg. I mean, this is kind of what we were sold, but the kind of the worst case scenario. And I think yes. people thought it could be like a, like a project. Like he would just all of a sudden be better in Toronto and he would find himself. But like, we're watching these highlights here if you're streaming with us and it is, it's like, he's completely lost. Like this one here. I, I mean, when you're growing up playing hockey, you know how to cover your man in front. Like there are just such simple things that are almost stunning. It's like, he's truly lost out there. And I don't even know, as you said, what the project, like, where do you begin? It's like, let's relearn <laughs> your X's and O's buddy. He's like afraid to get hit in the corner. Sometimes he doesn't tie up his guy in front of the net. It was seemingly endless issues for Klingberg tonight. And it's nothing new that we've seen all season long. But I felt like tonight, whether it was just the speed of the Bruins or the fact that like they just kept dancing around him, it felt really evident that he was out of place. Yeah. And I think I was somewhat, I wouldn't say high on the signing, but like okay with it compared to a lot of people and what they were saying. I was optimistic too. I thought, oh, yeah. he's going to score a million goals. <laughs> yeah. And you think, you think, you know, you heard all the you heard all the sort of reasoning going into mm -hmm. it being like, oh, well, he's playing not with 
the with the Ducks and not with the Wild, who don't have the the offensive upside and all. And he this, wants to cash know. in on a big contract, yes, exactly. so he's going to play so hard. <laughs> but why? I guess it's more of a big picture thing. But like mm-hmm. the four million dollars, like was there other teams that were running? I guess that's why they had to give him that much money. Mm-hmm. But it just feels like he's more of like a one or two million dollar project as to as opposed to like a four million dollar project. They just have to play him. That's the thing. Like, there's no other options for them. Like, now that Lilligren's hurt, or we yeah. don't know what's going to go on with him, but that didn't look pretty. You yeah. know, William Lagason, give him credit. He stepped in and played great tonight. But when it comes to Klingberg, he's going to be out there. Like, he, yeah. unless they like move off of him somehow or trade him for with a pick for something, like, I don't even know what else you do. You just have to play him and you're going to have to live with this. And I don't think it's going to be that much of an enjoyable experience for Leaf fans. No, and we're going to see so much more of him. Like the Lilgren thing, we should like play. I know Jobo has the yeah. clip. I'm sounding like I'm a vet. Oh, yeah, Jobo, play the clip. You have thrown to a clip way better than I ever I've have. I've thrown to so. a, a couple clips in my life. This was brutal. I, yeah. The first glance when we're watching him during the broadcast, I was like, oh, that looked pretty bad. First replay, I was like, he, he broke his like yeah. like it's like his ankle is blown into pieces it looks horrible it's like clearly a dirty play i know we were yeah. listening to the um panel and kipper was pretty hard on like that should be a suspension and i don't think elliot agreed but i mean it's Marshawn, it's west mccauley refing it's like oh the perfect storm of something gonna happen and poor Lilgren, like this is his third injury in three games and he didn't return after this and in, in the first period and it it looks it looks really bad they're both going in pretty fast but i mean that's a can opener that's yeah Literally, you Google, you watch a can opener of former Maple Leafs defenseman. We know he like loved a can opener. That's <laughs> that's like ten out of ten can opener. Like it's it's good. <laughs> yeah, I'm looking at. I love that shot, and I don't know. I guess we could roll it again, Jobo. But just number four ref is that Macaulay? Just legitimately Probably. staring at it. Like he, he's like, like nice. He's, <laughs> like he's watching the like he's like yeah, good view, good view. Staring yeah, it is at Macaulay. It staring right at it oh man that's brutal you know when you can give the benefit of the doubt to brad marchand you just have to do it because (laughs) like there's definitely never been any uh, no he's such a good guy man like he's just uh like through and through never a bad moment so then i like next part of this is yeah little grins out ryan reeves is skate like is just kind of you know chirping a bit but that's when like I said out loud, okay, this is Ryan Reeves' music. We texted in our little group chat. It's going to be Ryan Reeves. He's got to make something happen. And the lack of response was brutal. And all, the rest of the game, like, there were so many opportunities. Just make something happen. And they didn't do anything to, like, give vengeance to poor Timothy Lilgren. Yeah. The Ryan Reeves experience is a lot different than I was expecting, Ailish. i got to be honest with yeah. you. Like... You know, the first couple of games I was beating my chest being like, yes, this man, passionate, fights every game, hits guys, mm-hmm. is involved. And then now I just watch him stand around in the off- in the defensive zone with pucks whizzing by him. Like there was a shift where he, I think he actually got on the ice with Marchand at some point. He goes, skates oh. over by him and it's like, maybe just grab onto him or say something. Like I know sure. it's, a close, it's a close game. You don't want to take a stupid penalty on the fourth line. I understand that, but there's way to walk the line without taking a penalty and just at least look like you're upset about a pretty dirty play a couple of feet from the boards. But yeah, like that shot. And I think Kipper brought it up in the intermission. A couple of my buddies were texting me about it. Uh, and you just see, 
uh, Marchand skating by the bench and you see John Tavares there and God love John yeah. Tavares. And he's just got the John Tavares look on his face. Like it's just. Which look? Obviously, it's a tremendous honor to have Brad Marchand uh, trip my one of our only good defensemen straight into the boards. Yeah, Obviously, like, it's a tremendous honor. I'm really honor proud to have shared the ice with him. He's a hardworking player, and uh, you know, wears re- represents the country very proudly. And you know, fellow fellow hard worker. Could yeah, you maybe it, please it just like say something? Could you please just yeah. join Ryan Reeves in yelling at him and making it look like you're upset? I know it's all just PR for the fans or whatever, but like at some point when you're one of your only good defensemen that, you know, is playing really solid for, he gets run into the boards like that. You'd like to see some sort of response. And that's kind of what you were mm-hmm. expecting this year when they were talked about it the whole off season, they talked about snot, whatever, <laughs> the stupidest thing ever. Like snot, like, I don't even get what that means, but snot and like, Oh, there's a whole new, like Domi's tough and Bertuzzi's yeah. tough and Reeves is tough. And it's like, yeah, Reeves fought the other guys that are mutants that can fight him. And the rest of the time he's just caved in in his defensive zone. So yeah, I didn't like that part of it. I have to be honest mm-hmm. with you. Yeah. That was, I think the the prime example of where taking a penalty would have been joyous for Leafs fans. Yes. Like at people would not have been frustrated like William Nylander's OT penalty or yeah. the one that um was at Holmberg got there near the oh end of the, the game. Like those are no. But if Ryan Reeves like made made an issue of that, we I think all of Leafs Nation would have been pretty proud to have him on their team. So I think a missed opportunity and now I mean what's Benoit is your next guy up. Like this is where we get to the conversation of having no depth and for the Maple Leafs in the back end and like I hope that Logan's not out for long term but like that did not look yeah. good and they play you know on Saturday night against the Sabres so they're gonna have another opportunity they might have to call someone up and like this has already been a weak looking back end and if you don't have yeah. Logan, I just you you and I will be called up next it's I don't play you've never seen me play defense Taylor yeah. so yeah I, we I did play a one charity list. tournament together <laughs> Yeah. And you're just like wheeling and dealing in the yeah. neutral zone. Yeah, I, I was just trying hard because you. Were, I was trying hard because you were there. You're a yeah, former yeah, yeah. pro no, player, I remember. yeah. And I have to impress you. I was trying hard because you were there. Yeah. But um, I like you know you want to give them a tough time for their for the defensive depth or whatever. But like it's hard to you know you lose McCabe. Yeah. You you lose Lilligren. Mm-hmm. You know, like it's hard for you for any team to kind of lose two of their top guys and have enough got enough depth to to kind of fill in for that. But you're right, like they're gonna be calling up probably uh Simone Benoit or is it Sa- Simon Benoit? I don't know. I, I feel bad that I butchered Benny. his name. I, I, Benny, Benny the butcher, as I like to call him. Uh, <laughs> so he'll call him up. But like I have to, be, I have to say, if we're if we're if I can put in a positive here, mm-hmm. I mentioned it earlier. I was really impressed with William Lagason tonight. I thought he kind of stepped in and he was asked. There was way more asked of him than mm-hmm. I expected. I bet you he even expected. He made a really good read on the Matthews tying goal where he dove down below the goal. line. I was like, what is he doing down there? He made a good play, made a physical play to keep the cycle going. So I, I, I liked his game tonight. And I think he's going to get a lot more minutes coming up here. Man, like they're going to need him, which is crazy. Like we're heading into the first week of November here and we're, we're, relying on William Lagason's kind of getting scary in a, in a hurry. Yeah, there Ooh, was a, uh, that's the play where he stepped up. I mean, like this is kind of the pivot point, right? Where yeah. things change Marner's goal, Matthew's goal. I think a minute and like a minute and change uh, between them. Like that game was out of reach. It felt like I didn't see much pushback from the Leafs. They had a good first period. Then two, two pucks go in and yeah. it was kind of like, Oh, here we go. 
but good on Marner Matthews. Like that's why you're the t- core four, yeah. the top two players on this team. Like you sometimes have to will a puck in the net, like Marner and Matthews goals. They, they actually like end up being pretty nice, but like mm-hmm. it's puck possession that they were getting down in the offensive zone for a while. They were out playing the Bruins and they finally got through like, the Bruins goaltending is absurd. Yeah. Like their yeah. numbers are nuts. Obviously they can't sustain that. We keep saying that, but we're like, can they? Because you see, like we could play a whole reel of incredible, yeah. incredible saves or Swayman. And so good for them to get the momentum turn. Like that's what they needed. And eventually, you know, it, it gets tight and, and a point, And then we started this with a point, yeah. like a point at that point when it was yeah. down to nothing, you did not even dream of getting, <sighs> you know, through the rest of the game. So Marner Matthews deserve some credit for actually like willing that comeback uh, to fruition. And then, you know, unfortunately, Samsonov in the shootout wasn't yeah. as good as he was, but for 60 minutes plus OT, I was pretty impressed with Samsonov. So, yeah, I'll jump off on the Matthews and Marner thing, which mm-hmm. there's a positive and a negative in that for me. Ailish mm-hmm. is that they were excellent tonight. I thought they really sort of responded because that's been a big talking point in the city. Yeah. And they all know it. They get asked about it every day at practice about how mm-hmm. they haven't had much chemistry going. And they need those guys. And, like, I think half Leaf fans you talk to will be like, hey, break them up. Try something new. Like, it's like I feel like it's a real hobby horse for a lot of fans in terms of myself included. Like I just, you know, you can only watch so much where you're like, oh, try, why don't we try yeah. uh, Marner and Tavares again Put for the hundredth time? There. Yeah, it's just like, there's only so many things you can do, but I thought they responded really well tonight. Even before they scored, I thought they were pretty mm-hmm. dominant, had a lot of, had a lot of ozone time. And you know, that's a vintage Matthews wrister. But the other thing is, it's again, it's another donut from your bottom six. Like it's just... Mm-hmm there's so much relying. And I think there was guys in the bottom six that looked good tonight. Gregor, I thought was impressive. Domi looked better to me. Nice. I mean, Gregor's just going to do the thing that he, yeah. he's just every, you've played with everyone's oh, played here's with a person the Gregor like highlight reel. Well, isn't it? Oh, everyone's buddy. played with a person like this in their life where it's like, this guy is buzzing mm-hmm. every game and he's just mm-hmm. getting in on net and he's banging it off the goalies pads, shooting it right in the logo, missing, somehow by 15 feet in tight but like he looked good he was... i have been gregor before man yes. i have been gregor uh, and it's so hands, frustrating I've seen you know? come on now yeah yeah you know what he reminds me of and i i don't yeah. know if it's like maybe it's just recency bias remember when Ilya mikhaev like got thousands mm. of breakaways and just could never put the pocket such in the net an excellent like, comparison we're like such come an on mikhaev like he was like snake bitten the poor guy. Yeah. I feel like Gregor has that sense where he's like, he's actually he's fast. He's like aggressive and he's getting mm-hmm. opportunities. McKay have had that. I mean, yeah. maybe Gregor's more talented or I don't know. Nah. I can't compare these two, but They're very it has McKay a vibe. Does it not? Who was that other guy that was always had like a hundred breakaways from the Leafs when they really sucked? And they, oh, oh my God. Grabner. Oh my God. Michael Grabner. He had like legitimately 45 breakaways yeah. one year and scored. There's like always two one goals. of them. <laughs> yeah. He's our newest member of yes. the, the can't score yeah. club. But so I mean, like, I'll give him credit. He is hustling. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. But they just need more from the bottom six. And I don't know mm-hmm. where it's going to come from because, you know, I guess Nyes and Domi have shown a little bit of chemistry in that one game, but it mm-hmm. feels like Keith's sticking with that for a long time, praying it's going to come back from that one time. But we haven't seen it really since then. Have we like camp doesn't seem to be a good, a good mix with those guys for down on the, on the fourth line. Like that was weird. I eh? like for like yeah. two shifts. I actually thought Bertuzzi like 
maybe yeah. to start the game had a little bit more oomph than I had seen, and then yeah. he got lost again. Like, and I think maybe he, he turned it on for the first couple shifts because it was the Bruins, and like there were all those storylines coming into it. But yeah. he gets lost out there. Same with Domi. I haven't seen something from Domi since that game that he got two assists. Like yeah. it's like he disappeared, right? And I don't know. The bottom six, you're right, is like just as like a zero. Like yeah. they just don't contribute, and that's a lot to put on your top your top two lines and you know good thing that they're pretty talented but it's going to become a part where you're not able to rely on just them and willie gets his point streak again but like at some point you need somebody to put the puck in the net that is not from the top six you know it's crazy like we it's funny it's just it's it's groundhog day we're just having the same conversation we've had for seven years like it really like i sometimes i sit here and i have this conversation i'm like god this is stupid like if just like yes, this, is, this is the team this is the team regardless yeah. of who they mix in in the bottom six it's just like if the four guys go they're pretty good and mm -hmm. if they don't they kind of lose like that's kind of and they're four really good players and most of the time they're going and they can really lean on it so the next thing I wanted to bring up with you, and I think maybe we could have, it could have potentially been burying the lead here, but uh, spectacular night for Samsonov. Yeah. Um, I think he talked about it. Was that last week where he was talking about the struggles? They were on that long yes. road trip. He's got a wife and a brand new baby at home. Mm -hmm. He's sad. He's like, he's been on the road, homesick. I get it. Like, you know, it's, it's probably tough. He's probably like dealing with that. His wife's probably mm -hmm. pissed at him. She's, up at all hours of the night, she's probably blowing him up. Like, who wouldn't? I be, I get it. And he's upset. He comes in. He has a good start against Nashville at the end of that trip where he's he's passable. But yeah. tonight, I thought he was legitimately as good as I've seen him. This looked yeah. like peak Samsonov from last year where he was the starting goalie for the Leafs. And to me, everybody wants to crown Wall. And I like watching Wall play. But, like, they're going to need both of these guys a lot. And for him to be able to go into Boston and have this game, like who cares about the shootout? The shootout's stupid. That's a, it's a skills compet, uh, contest or whatever. Mm -hmm. He was a 10 out of 10. He was their best player tonight for me. He was awesome. Hands down. Uh, yeah, I guess we did bury the lead, but we're going to finish on positive. So this yes. is us finishing on positive. Yes. Uh, yeah. Samsonov for sure was like the vintage Samsonov that went on that run last year where he was undefeated at home and he owned the crease and he had one of the best save percentages in the NHL. And I don't remember what month it was like, maybe it was January or February, but it was like, this guy has earned like the NHL discussion of being in, you know, a, a starting goaltender and, and Murray yeah. was out. So it was helpful. But um, what we saw tonight that I think was the most encouraging is he looked calm. And that's mm -hmm. something you really need to see with Samsonov because I feel like his like external posture and his positioning is exactly how he's feeling inside so when he's calm he plays calm he looks confident he's not sliding around from mm -hmm. post to post to corner to corner like i really liked his positioning i thought he was really sound in net he made some big saves for the least specifically at the end of the game there like he there was like mm -hmm. three or four chances that the bruins were, i was like oh it's over it's over and i mean i think it also helps he's playing against another goaltender who's dynamite and they, they're yeah. competitive right like when you know you're going up against the leader 100%. in the nhl you're bringing your A game. Not that he should need to be like influenced to try even harder, but I know they mention it sometimes. Like Samsonov's has mentioned before, like when he's playing another Russian goaltender. Yeah, he loves out. it. I'm, yeah, I got to kick him. You know, beat him. Yeah. Um, but tonight, <laughs> I think he definitely like rose to the occasion. He also knows like this is this was a spot where it could have went to either starting goaltender, right? It could have went to yeah. him or Wall, and that's a big vote of confidence from Keith. An original six, 
like a big game where the Leafs just came off a stinker. So for them to give the spot to Samson off, I hope that this really gives the guy some confidence because it's okay if they're competitive in net and they have to like battle it out for one person to gain the top spot. Like that's a luxury. We shouldn't be on the other side of the the conversation where like nobody is playing well. Like this is this no, is this good. is good. Yeah, if so, Samsonov can keep this up, like I actually think that this could be a good competitive uh, battle for a starter. And tonight was a really great step in the right direction. I was really happy to see him, and I think like it'll go a long way because, as you mentioned, the mental side of it was a bit shaky as of late. And he's honest, and sometimes to a fault, but I respect yeah. it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You can't. Here's the thing with it: like you can't ask your uh, athletes to be outspoken. <laughs> But then pick and choose what they're outspoken about. Like, don't say right? that. You no, know, no, like you know, be funny and laugh and like yeah. talk about how the sun's gonna come up. But like, don't talk about how you're sad. Don't talk yeah. about that part. So <laughs> yeah, you can't have it both ways. So you're put on your Sheldon Keith hat. Put on your mm-hmm. coach hat. Who's starting on Saturday? Uh, they got the Sabers at home. Yeah. Um, I think I still give Wool another chance. Like mm. I think I I think I just. I don't know. I just I think I want to see him again in a big spot. Was it Samsonov played the last one at home? Right. No, Wall was it? No, Wall played on Tuesday. Yeah, against the Kings. Yeah, he did play. So maybe, okay. so maybe, maybe something. Yeah, go back to Samsonov after a nice start. Give him a little. The good thing is, I feel on. like you could you could really do either, and that's yeah. what tonight was that you could do either. But now yeah. seeing Samsonov's performance, I, maybe you do tip it more in Samsonov's favor of like you played really well against the Bruins. Give yourself back to back opportunities. I think actually I would lean that way because yeah. as, as bad as it sounds, I don't. I feel like you might need to like cushion it a bit for Samsonov. Like yeah, you need to be for like, sure. We trust you. Whereas yes. Wall, like I'm like 12 years old, like put me in whenever, right? Well, like, I, so. he's like hiking in the Himalayas. You read that yeah. Josh Cloak piece? He's like, I he's, he's like, like he shows up, he doesn't even know if he's playing. He's like, oh I'm playing. Oh, I don't have social media. <laughs> yeah. What was it that he found out like super Late? That they traded for Ryan O'Reilly. Oh, yeah. He showed up to the rink and he was like, this guy's on our team? Like, it's outstanding. So, yeah, maybe I do lean Samsonov, actually, and I think I want to give him the confidence yeah. boost. But he's got to play well on Saturday night against because, you know, it's a big it's a rivalry cross-border. <laughs> so, I got a question for you about Brad Marchand. He had that chance in overtime, but uh, he's starting – I think he's on the downside of his career. I, I'm noticing him. I don't know if it's because he didn't have Bergeron and he's playing with Pasternak, whoever. And Pasternak is unbelievable. Oh, he dirty. is so, so good. And he's got so that good. that B in his bonnet. He hammers Klingberg to set up that goal. That that shot off the rush that's like 90 miles an hour that he almost mm-hmm. puts bar down is sick skill. But so he's not playing with, with Pasternak, Marchand. I think he's moving into a different part of his career. And I feel like I didn't notice him as much as I usually do tonight. I think he's starting to get a little bit older. And it's going to be interesting to see how he ages as a player to me. Because the speed mm-hmm. is so much a part of his game. And like the like the shiftiness or whatever. And you feel like he's always all over the puck. But I really didn't notice him as much. I guess he's getting older. Like how old is Marshawn? I don't know. I don't know. I have it in front of me. But I'm just I'm surprised by him mm-hmm. tonight. I didn't think he was as good as he usually is. You know what I, I kind of thought about when you're when you're telling me this is that like Tavares went. Marshawn's 35. Yeah. God, we're getting old, eh? Like, you, I remember him at the World you're Juniors. You're getting old. 
Yeah, I remember at the World too. Juniors. Yeah, but yeah. like, think about Tavares's role has also changed, yeah. right? Like he was once that dynamic power forward, playmaker, goal scorer, first one in, and he's had to transition a bit, like to mm-hmm. play a little bit of a different style. I know this sounds interesting because he's also like having a really great start yeah. to his season point wise, but you know, his role has actually changed. And I wonder yeah. if like Marshawn's in that little bit of a transitional period as well, but he's also lost a lot of like, of the familiar faces and everybody counted the Bruins out like, and now he's playing with a whole like cast of characters that we didn't really know and credit to them. They look like they did not miss a beat. And like, that's the whole scary thing about this is that now they're they're nine Oh and one. And they just suck one year with that. No, they won't. (laughs) won't. And so there's just his, but you're right. Like he has definitely changed his aggressor type mentality but he's still talented enough and like knows he knows where to be. And he, he just like has those spurts where he's like, Oh, there there's yeah. Marshawn. Right. Yeah. But yeah, he's 35. You're right. Like it's getting to the point where like him, Stamkos, Tavares, like those people that we pictured as young are now old Crosby and they have to adapt with the young fast kids. Like and yeah. so it is, it's interesting. You never know if like when the end of the Bruins will come, but it doesn't look like it's coming yet. <laughs> so I have a one or two more quick things for you. The mm. first thing is the guy that sings the anthem for the Bruins. Oh, it's the best. He absolutely destroys it. I love him. And then Savvy, Mark Savard, who I used to do Leafs Nation mm-hmm. uh, post game with, he now is the head coach of the Windsor Spitfires. He told me that he is the bartender at the main bar in the in TD Garden. So this guy goes Have you down been there. Have been to the Renault TD Garden? I've never been to TD Garden. I I would never oh I got to tell you I would never step foot in that place. I would never step foot in that place. Yeah, well, I went to university like right outside Boston, so of yes. course I went all the time yes. and it was awful, but you loved it at the same time. And they renovated that place. It is like yeah. spectacular. They kept you, like Have you gone there as a Leaf fan? Oh. I went to the Oh, I went to the game where the Which bad one? things happen. I went to I went to two playoff games during the the round where they lost in the dramatic uh, game seven. Uh, four what one, year was you mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. you weren't at four one though, were you? No, was oh, was that at God. home? No, no, I was, was at in... game. I'm trying to remember. I was not. Oh, I was not at four one. I know that. Okay. I was at. Thank God. I was actually in uh, a frat. At my at my university outside of okay. of, of, of uh, Boston, Boston, with half uh, Toronto fans and half Boston fans, nightmare. And we were so obnoxious. We were nightmare. Like, we won this. No. Like, the whole both hockey teams were like mostly Canadians playing like in nightmare. the states playing NCAA. And we we're like with our jerseys ripping around, oh, and there was like, oh, it was awful, Sam. And I'll never forget that. And then we're all watching like in the basement, being like, what's going on here? And then obviously we all like had to eat our words and watch yeah. the like Boston fans who were the most obnoxious. Uh, rub it in our face, but I've been to a bunch of games in a Leafs jersey oh, okay. there, and it is like dangerous, yes. but it's so fun, right? Like, you just yeah. like you have a couple of beers, you're like, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I just love that the guy who sings the anthem is the bartender at the bar. I just, yeah, think that that's place the most is gritty cool, Boston like, thing. I just, I, I absolutely love that. And the you last thing, go I to have, a game there. yeah, no, I will never go to a game there. I, just, I, I don't want to ever step foot in that. You're scared, I think you're scared, oh, yeah. And here's the thing, Ailish, like, I don't love. Like I, my relationship with the Leafs has changed so much where it's like, I would go in there, I would be a Leaf fan or whatever, but like, mm-hmm. I don't want to get beat up over this anymore. Like in you my twenties, totally in my twenties, it's like, 
I'll go with the boys. It's like something happens to happen, like you know. But now I'm just too that old. AJ. Now I'm just too old for that. Honestly, they would have respected you last week when you had the mullet, and now oh, they'd yeah. be like, "You're just some like Toronto finance bro with like the fade." Like they'd be, they would pick you out of a crowd. Whereas before, they would have been like, "This guy, this guy, yeah, he's he's got some Boston roots. I, I respect it." But now you're too Toronto now. Uh, all right, and last thing, love blue on the road. Love blue on yeah. the road. I think it's a wonderful thing. Hated like the Bruins the Boston, jerseys tonight. Yeah. No. Okay, let like, me just say I think white jerseys. They, Why are they the cream? They look like they're stained. They're perfect for an outdoor game. Those yes. are outdoor game jerseys. That's yes. it. It would be iconic if they wore them at Frozen Fenway, which they yeah. have worn yeah. similar esque Bruins jerseys to Frozen yeah. Fenway with those old the old colors. Like that's what outdoor games are for, not for Tuesday or Thursday, no. November 2nd. Like it did feel like a weird vibe. I do love like a vintage look, you know that, but like it seemed save that for an outdoor game. It, those are perfect outdoor jerseys. So I texted somebody that would know because I was interested in this and how long mm-hmm. the, what kind of warning the Bruins would have to give the Leafs that they're going to wear white on home ice. And I was like the only person that cares about this. But the person that I texted was like, it would probably be like a couple weeks before they'd call the Leafs wow. and tell them, yeah, because well, you got, are you going to bring both colors? Are you going to bring both yeah. colors on the road? No, you, you always have to bring both. Do you bring both always? Yes. I don't know. I have one color. Actually, my beer league team used to have two, so not a big deal. Probably have those reversible jerseys, eh? Like you just like <laughs> got pennies to the Leafs. To the Leafs. <laughs> The Leafs bring pennies with them? <laughs> they might. I've always, uh, like, when we traveled, even if we were playing, like, yeah. we knew we were going on a road trip, like, you'd always yeah. bring two just in case something happened. Like, you never know. Some That other team forgets theirs. I don't know. I just, I'd be surprised the equipment staff wouldn't just bring both. Yeah, but, I mean, right. good investigation there, Thank Sam. You. I'm really interested. And I, probably everyone's like, who cares? Like, <laughs> but I mean, I was, you're, if you're, you're a Jersey guy every day on Kipper and Bourne, New Jersey's there. So I'm, I'm going to bring in the zigzags for tomorrow. I'm going to ask my boss for, if our, our boss, if I'm allowed nice. to put it up because it's got the zigzag guy on it. All right. You good? Anything else for us? Um, let me look at my notes. Uh, why does camp start every overtime? Like, oh, enough God, with the face-offs, man. Like, obsessed with it. Here, he was stuck out there for two minutes, and I was like, he didn't even win the draw. Like, get, like just stop with this. <laughs> But the thing that is kind of scary, and I'm usually like, just put Matthews out there. Matthews mm-hmm. got cleaned out in the draw tonight. I don't know yeah, what it is. It wasn't finished. a perfect night for my argument, but you know what I no, mean? No, but like, I'm usually with you. I'm usually like, yeah. put him out there. But if they're going to put anyone out there, put out Tavares, who is a dog on a bone in the in the face-off thought. He always wins it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I think Tav- I think somebody texted me that Matthews was 0-11 in the dot. Is that true, Jobo? Like, I, I had a hard time finding one that he won so you see those numbers charlie coyle's mm-hmm. pretty good in the draw mm-hmm. but like oh and 11 like god is it a wrist already like what's going on with that that's a little bit yeah. scary but yeah I, I i hate the strategy i hate the strategy we had a long conversation on real kipper and born about three on three and mm-hmm. it's just not hockey anymore it's not hockey no. anymore it's, it's like, just like let's all stand around and then make one play happen hopefully to have an advantage it's not fast anymore it's just like kind of like trap when it first started, it was the most electrifying thing in the world. Mm-hmm. Like it was like two on one breakaway, whatever. And now of course, all these super smarty pant coaches have just mm-hmm. ruined it in what, like, it's not hockey. The one re thing I point to when you bring the puck out of the offensive zone, when you have possession, it's immediately not hockey anymore. 
Like that mm-hmm. just takes away any factor of it being hockey. And it's like, everybody has to touch up. Like you put the shot clock in, you can't like, there's all these stupid things. I don't know. I don't know how you fix it. Just go to a tie. How's yeah, that or, sound? How exciting or, is that? A tie. minutes in a tie. Exciting. Brutal. I would still prefer <laughs> three on three kisser. over a shootout. I think I still prefer like just endless three on three over shootout. Yeah. I just, you're right. It's like a skills comp yeah. and I don't have any skills. So I'm more OT. I like shooting. All right. I don't have anything else for you, buddy. I, I'm glad to get my inaugural hey. loose talk under my belt. I'm going to, we got a little, you, the police are coming for you. <laughs> you're in trouble. <laughs> They heard my hot takes about the jerseys and, you know, being in a frat. They caught me. So let me do this. Let me do this wind down here. Uh, You've been watching Mm -hmm. Leafs Talk on Sportsnet Plus. Uh, Please subscribe to the podcast on Spotify, on Apple Podcasts. Give us a like on YouTube. Do Mm -hmm. everything that we like you to do. Comment mean things, nice things, whatever you want to comment. Just comment, baby. We love it. I never read them anyway, bud. So comment whatever you want because I'm never going to see it. So thanks for watching Leafs Talk. Really, really happy that you joined me tonight. Let's do it again soon, Alish. All right. Thanks, guys. Talk soon. Bye-bye.